Welcome to the Encouragement Cafe with Luann and Friends, where the conversation is always hot and fresh. Comfort food for your soul is always on the menu, and friends are close enough to hug. Pull up a chair. We've been waiting just for you. Welcome to Encouragement Cafe. I'm Luann Prater. And I'm Rachel Olson. And you know, Rach, every time we get together, it seems like there's something new that has uh, hit our life. And, And in this world that we're living in right now, I feel like maybe we should talk about the wall that we're all kind of hitting in this era of COVID-19. Are you there yet? Have you hit the wall? (laughs) That's funny that you bring up this topic because just yesterday I was reading an article um, published about faculty burnout Mm. and how, um, you know, the university faculty are starting the semester, which we have just started at my university, already burnt out from making it through the end of last COVID affected semester. Mm -hmm. And then all the training we had to do all summer long, um, on how to teach online while we waited to see whether or not we could be in person. Anyway, I get to the end of this article that I'm reading and it's, um, interviewed lots of people across the country in higher education but when I get to the end I see that the author of this article is someone at my own university <laughs> it's a fellow faculty <laughs> member at my university oh man so, but yeah so apparently um, COVID burnout is a thing it is a thing they're actually giving it names I've heard it called different things but it's fatigue uh, it's it, they're saying that it can affect you just as much as a virus can and it's called fatigue from uh not having normal something along those lines so crisis fatigue yeah crisis fatigue there you go and so when we all hit that wall which we all have it's time to figure out how do we do life how do we cope with it what can we do and so I want to talk about some of that today because I'm not even going to lie. There there are times when I don't even want to cope with it. I just want to pull the covers over my head and say, not today, not today. (laughs) I just don't (laughs) want to do it. But then I look at like my grandkids who have their entire life in front of them. And I'm like, what kind of an example am I setting for them if I choose not to participate in life, you know, so it's time that we step up and step out and get our brain in the game. And we can do that together. Mm. Well, when you say not today, that's what this professor was was kind of confessing in his article that back in May, when the semester finally wrapped, Um, His faculty and his department were saying we need to do something to acknowledge the graduation of our master's students. And his response in the meeting was, do we have to? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and they all turned and looked at him. And one of his colleagues pulled him aside and said, I'm not quite sure you're yourself. Because <laughs> it was like, do we have to celebrate our graduates? <laughs> yes. It just was like, I can't do another thing. Yeah. Um, 
<sighs> and I had a long, long list of things that, like, at the beginning of uh, of quarantine, back when the, the COVID first hit and we were all sent home, um, I had a list of things that I was like, oh, boy, I'm finally going to get to do this and that and clean out my garage and repaint this. And, and I did do some of that, but there were lots of things on that list I just never got to because mm-hmm. there were days when I felt like, not today. <laughs> Exactly. And I know we're not alone. I know some of the gals that are sitting around this table with us are feeling it because they've told me, you know, I just struggle. Well, I understand. We all do. But here's some of the things that I've noticed that help me because I uh, typically had certain things that I would do. You know, I would go into the station, I would make phone calls, I would get things done. I had a little to-do list of all the things that needed to happen. And now, I have found myself just kind of, eh, postpone it. What difference does it make if I do it at one o'clock or I do it at midnight tonight. Who cares? <laughs> Nobody's going to see. Nobody's going to know. I can do know. it at 3 a.m. when I'm up from stress sleep, stressless sleeping. My insomnia, I could do it then. Yes. Yes. And so what I've discovered is that what we're missing is that regular feeling of having some type of a schedule. Because my husband will say, what day is it? I mean, you lose track because you're not really doing church like you used to. You're not doing anything like mm-hmm. you used to. So one of the things that I think is really key is eating regular meals. I know that sounds silly, but here's something that Dwight and I have started doing and As a side note, we're losing weight. It's not that we were really trying to do that, but we just felt like we needed some something regular in our life. And so we have started not eating breakfast until 10 o'clock. And then we don't eat anything after six o'clock. And we kind of uh, have cut back because we're not as hungry. And we just kind of have this routine now so we kind of uh, rotate our entire day around okay this is when we're going to have a meal at 10 and we're going to have a meal at 6 and we'll snack sometime in between that but something just as weird as that some little regular habit of eating makes us feel a little less out of whack You know, that's been one thing that's been nice for my family and I'm sure other families um, listening that this COVID and this quarantine and the canceling of sports and school activities and all of that, it has given us a chance to have family dinners in a way that families used to struggle to do when this one had to be at football practice and this one had to be at piano rehearsal and this one was working late at the office. And um, so I have appreciated that. Um, so it sounds like you're doing brunch and dinner. Pretty much, yes. And it's it's more of a scheduling thing uh, than anything, just because we we were so haphazard about 
what we ate, when we ate, and now we kind of cook together. We look forward mm-hmm. to the meal and we kind of plan it out and it just gives us something to do and mm-hmm. and a certain set time. It, the same goes with sleep. You know, if you get a good night of sleep, which I struggle with, there's something in that uh, sleep time that is key to feeling not as bogged down the next day, not as stressed out the next day. So if we, and you know our friend Lisa Marone has written books about it that tell us how important sleep is, but I think during this crazy quarantine time, it's even more important. It is. It it seems harder to do because we are um, stressed and about the time you make peace with what's happening here something new happens right you make peace with the fact that your office has sent you home to work from home and you have to reconfigure your life and your schedule and about the time you get that routine down your office says okay everybody's coming back now um, and then you have to readjust to to that I went back to work yesterday teaching in the classroom and I actually for the first time in months put on pants that zip up and button. <laughs> I applied brave, mascara. Brave. I, I did. I wasn't sure how much was left in the tube. I hadn't opened that tube of mascara in months. And so, um, yeah, you, you know, and there's also with going back to work or going back to school, um, you know, there's the uh, nervousness that kind of creeps up again. Is this going to be safe? You know, um, you know, so like, you know, our university, I, I don't know whether we'll make it through the semester without going back online. Um, and if so, that means I have to rejuggle and reconfigure everything again and readjust. And I think that's making it harder for us to sleep. But I have found that it's almost like if I'm not in the bed by like 10, 1030, um, then I'm probably not in the bed until one. <laughs> yes. There's like a window where if I don't get myself to sleep um, in that, that window of time, I don't know, something kicks in in my brain or my body, and um, I, then I really struggle. And that's the key. I mean, that's what every uh, expert in the field says. Have the routine of going to bed at a certain time. I mean, get your body used to that so that it's ready. You know, turn the lights down, uh, maybe turn on some soft music and absolutely turn off the news so that your mind can uh-huh. start relaxing and get ready. The other thing that that has been told to us that we should do to make our days not so stressed out is moving more. So guess what Dwight and I are doing now? <laughs> What's what are you doing? We're doing yoga. Awesome. Yes, we are and I never in my wildest dreams thought I would ever do that. Uh, but because we like to get out and walk, well sometimes it's just so hot and humid that we don't do it. So our daughter started uh, watching this online yoga instructor. That uh, I bet all, I know who it is. <laughs> all these different types. And she was like, you guys, they have some for seniors. And, and, and you can do it with a chair. <laughs> and I was like, we're not that old yet. So <laughs> I got us a couple of yoga mats. And we get up in the morning and we stretch and we do. 
because it just makes you feel like, okay, I can make it through this day. Just a little bit of movement is amazing how it changes your outlook on the day. You know, Caleb and Rick have been doing yoga through YouTube as well. Rick plays basketball a lot. That's his favorite form of exercise. But the University Rec Center has been closed. Basketball has been a no-no because it's a very close physical contact sport. So he's been doing yoga as well. And even Caleb, my, um, my son, who is at home doing classes, he'll go upstairs and do yoga on YouTube. So that's awesome. I love the fact that you're doing yoga. What I've been doing is trying to get myself to the beach at least two times a week to walk um, and or swim. But I know there's going to come a time when it's too cold to do that. But that's kind of what's been helping me. Oh, I wish we lived close enough that I could walk the beach. Uh, mm-hmm. I would absolutely do that. But I just think the, the fact that we get up and move, anything that helps us cope with this crazy time we're living in right now uh, will be a benefit to keeping our sanity. And I'll tell you, something that I absolutely believe is limiting the amount of news you take in every day because it's repetitive anyway and it causes you to have anxiety and then you can't sleep you worry about things and you get fatigued so you know 20 minutes is enough to hear what you need to hear and then move on with your day i think that would help you cope you know i fell into the trap um, at the beginning of this outbreak Um, I was scheduled to lead a study abroad trip to Italy. And if you think back, you might recall that Italy, after China, was the hardest hit area. The entire country shut down very quickly. Um, So even before it hit here, my eye was on Italy because I was supposed to go there in a week. Um, And so I was watching the news because it's harder to get information on another country than it is in your own. So I was scouring the internet, I was watching the news and I fell into this habit of, um, I still had my job to do. I had things to do because we hadn't gone into quarantine yet. So it seemed like at the very end of the day was was time that I had free. And that's when I would start watching news clips and reading articles. And I absolutely had major trouble sleeping. Um, I had to stop that. I had to make a rule that no news after like 8 p.m. No news. Absolutely. And I think it is a habit. It's just it's just as addicting as a drug or alcohol. You know, getting your your news fix where you feel like not only you're up on everything, but you might be up a little bit more than anyone else. You know, Mm. I've noticed Mm -hmm. that everybody wants to have the latest and greatest news information so they can be the first one to spew it out on their social media outlets. And what happens is that that really is stressing us out. It's stressing your body out and your fatigue is showing when you do that. Because I've seen and I know I've probably done it where you might snap back something that you normally wouldn't. You might snap at your spouse, you might snap at your child, you might snap at uh, somebody online, 
and you would never have done that before, but the, the information overload is so intense right now that it is critical to back away and limit your time. You know, we limit teenagers when they're on the screen at home. We say, here's how much time you can spend. Well, we need to do the same with news so that we don't get into that space of fatigue and overload. Yeah, I think of uh, Jesus saying, um, I think it's in Mark 21, you know, uh, what he's talking about the, the greatest commandments about loving God with all your heart and all your strength and then loving others as yourself. And, um, you know, as you're pointing out right there, sometimes we set boundaries lovingly for our kids because um, we know what's going to be best for them and what's going to be detrimental for them. But then we don't set those same boundaries for ourselves. So we've got to love others as we love ourselves, or flip that around. We've got to love ourselves in the same way that we would love others and say, hey, that's that's not really serving you well. Mm. Hop off the uh, hop off the news cycle there. Mm, absolutely. And on that same note, we have to monitor our work hours. Now, you and I both have our sweet dear friend Andrea, and she is struggling like I'm sure many are right now. She's been working from home. And while she loved it in the beginning because she could work whenever she wanted, now she says I work all the time. I have a hard time not working because, you know, she wants to do a job not only well, she wants to go over the top with whatever mm -hmm. she does. So she finds herself working around the clock in the wee hours of the morning and she can't shut it off. And I think the same thing is true where we need to limit our work hours as if we were at work. Yeah, and you know, one of the things that's been discussed at my university recently uh, by some of the leadership is um, they're encouraging us to rethink our priorities at work and to set some things aside, like let some things go to the back burner right now because they recognize we're in a, 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 a position where we could hit burnout um, as this drags on. So yeah, you're going to burn out if you're working nonstop and you don't have any, um, any boundary set. Again, that's where you have to love yourself to set a boundary of I turn off the laptop at 8pm and I don't turn it on again, you know, until 7am or whatever it might be. Mm. Um, you can even set things you can set up software on your computer that will lock you out <laughs> for the hours you tell it to. <laughs> Um, I've used that before when I was writing books and I was on deadline and I'm like, I don't have time to get distracted on Facebook or <laughs> with email. And I would, it would lock me out of everything except for my word processing software I was writing in. Ooh, that's not a bad idea, honestly, because we are creatures of habit and it's very hard to break a habit. So I love that. I don't know how many of us would actually do it, but I think it's a good idea. You know, the other thing that I believe would help us cope in this era that we're going through right now, this crazy quarantine time, is remaining social. Because it's so easy to withdraw and we kind of get comfortable. We get comfortable in our own space and 
a lot of times fear is gripping us and so we don't go out we don't go anywhere and so we we can't find that place in between but i want to encourage us to find ways to be social like go sit on a friend's front porch and drink some lemonade you know join a virtual book club do some things that will keep you from being isolated all the time because isolation breeds depression and if we find ways to remain social we will get through this so you mean all those new friends that i made um in all those shows on netflix don't count (laughs) (laughs) absolutely do not count no we have friends from the past i got friends in the future i got friends around the world they all live on my netflix channel (laughs) (laughs) no but like this right here rachel you and i having a conversation with our friends around the table You know, Mm -hmm. just talking about how are we going to get through this? I mean, it's okay to laugh and to uh, find out what each other's accomplishments are recently and and cheer one another on and cry with those who are hurting and aching right now. There's, There's still pain going on. There's still joyful moments going on. There's still highlights and there's still lowlights and we have to be able to come alongside one another and say, hey, I want to walk this with you. Mm -hmm. Yes, I did a virtual conference recently, a couple of weeks back, and that was so fun, Um, you know, just to meet other conference participants and to hear from them. And um, yeah, it's like I had forgotten how much fun it was to go do something like that. Now, we weren't in person, but still it was a, I did get to meet new people and that was delightful uh, it was delightful to meet my new students yesterday um, in class so yeah that 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 people connection even if it has to be from a distance or with a mask on or online through a virtual book club I think that's um life-giving it absolutely is and one of the things that we're talking about right now Uh, with Encouragement Cafe, you know that we've always done live events. And that's kind of been the lifeblood of our ministry. It didn't start out that way. It started out as a radio program. But when women said, hey, can I stop by the cafe? We realized that they really wanted to be a part of what was happening. So we started doing live events uh, almost a dozen years ago. And now, of course, they've all been canceled. So one of the things that we have just uh, locked in on is doing some live virtual events. And we're going to try one coming up and do a Christmas special in 2020. And Rachel, I was going to talk with you about being one of the speakers at that. <laughs> so now's as good a time as Surprise. any. I'm put, you, put you on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> Do I have to wear pants with zippers and buttons? <laughs> we'll only see you from the waist up. It's fine. <laughs> I can but, wear pajama pants. <laughs> yes. But I would love to hear from uh, the gals that are joining us today. Would you participate? in an event that was virtual from Encouragement Cafe because we have 
a slew of wonderful speakers. We have worship artists and we have artists that will still be painting and doing the things. And we have prayer warriors that will pray over you. So we're looking into doing this virtual thing together and we would love to have your input and your feedback. So let us know. You can find out uh, all about it at encouragementcafe.com as it opens up. But we would love to hear your response to this and say yay or nay, good idea or not. And you can get online at, uh, and email us at info at encouragementcafe.com. Hey, we're all hitting a wall right now, but we can get through this together when we find ways to cope. And may the God of hope give you the courage to encourage others. We'll see you back here next week. Thanks for joining us today at Encouragement Cafe with Luann and Friends, where women gather, friends laugh, and hearts mend. Let's continue our conversation. Hop online when you get a chance to sit down and breathe at encouragementcafe.com. Remember, this is God's ministry, so we ask for your prayers as we reach out to women in Jesus' name. We'll see you back here next week where we fill you up one cup at a time.